हरे कृष्णा प्रभु जी इट्स वर्किंग नाउ प्रभु जी ऑल ऑल क्रेडिट टू यू प्रभु जी आई नो प्रभु इट्स योर अकाउंट इन यू वर गिविंग द टाइम इट्स योर क्रेडिट नाउ यू कैन डू इट यस प्रभु जी थैंक यू सो मच प्रभु ओके आई विल जस्ट जॉइन यू अगेन यू प्लीज आई एम कीपिंग इट अलाइव बट यू प्लीज नाउ हैंडल इट ओके ओके प्रभु जी
ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चनोत्तम दैव्यम सरस्वती व्यास नष्टाय स्वभद्रेशु निगवत भगवती उत्तम श्लोके ध्रुवाटि then these are the positive angles uh, examples of bhakti then there is narad muni himself king anga uh, king prithu and the prachetas the sons of uh, king prachina barishwar then also on the other side there is learning in the form of uh, mistakes from other characters like daksha suruchi vena indra and prachina bhagi himself so we learn from the right acts of a few people and from the wrong acts of a few as well and uh, uh so some very several interesting incidents here the positive uh, we can see that uh, there is some transformation that some of these people have undergone and often we see that the transformation in the lives of any aspiring devotee is because of the intervention of pure devotees they have themselves ek chaturvida bhajan devam dena sukritin arjuna those who are some sukriti eventually come to bhakti only by the transformation in their heart due to intervention of devotees and uh, then there are also some wonderful prayers prayers by thru maharaj prayers by prathu maharaj prayers by prachetas the rudra gita so all that is there and the purpose of um, all this is to uh, it to make us inspired to hear krishna katha and association of devotees sajadiya susmiktam hatara sadhu sangha to hear in the association of uh, devotees and establish the superiority of the process of bhakti yoga over karma and jnana because whether it is impersonal liberation whether it is attaining the heavenly planets all this is uh, abnegated uh, all this is derided in favor of pure devotion service 
that is why bhagavati uttama shloke bhakti bhavati naishtiki is one gets fixed up in studying shrimad bhagavatam then uh, king puranjana story is an allegory an allegorical story where the transmigration of the soul is uh, denoted and puranjana is a bona fide conditioned soul then there are also some great rajarshis like drumaraj and uh, king uttanapada is father king anga prithumaraj then also prachina parishat and the prachetas who the great exemplary kings uh, they why are they exemplary kings because they are not only they ruled responsibly over their citizens but they retired timely so that is very important uh, it's not just important to be there when it matters it's also important to be ready to leave when it matters people the material world there is an example that is given you should retire when people ask you why are you retiring rather than why are you not retiring before people ask you why are you not retiring we should retire so that should be the uh, so that is one reason why these people are great rajarshi then are also great uh, women exalted women whose examples are given anasuya sati suniti archi and uh, vaidarbi archi is the wife of prithu vaidarbi is the wife of uh, puranjana they were devoted to their husbands with love and uh, faith so it's almost like uh, by this example we know how a disciple should serve his guru examples of this uh, devoted uh, consorts or these chaste women is an example of how a disciple should be devoted to his spiritual master so that's like a overview of this canto now uh, we discussed in the third uh, canto about kardama uh, and devahuti they are having the supreme personality of godhead uh, as their son expansion of supreme personality godhead kapila dev and also they had nine daughters so these nine daughters they married nine sages very powerful sages one of the daughters was anusuya devahuti's daughter was anusuya anusuya married atri and they had three great sons one was dattatreya the supreme personality godhead himself other was durvasa who is an ex partial expansion of lord shiva and the third is soma who is an expansion of brahma uh, uh, so these three were uh, born to atri and anusuya and uh, apart from that uh, swambo manu had another two daughters he had two sons prevrata and uttanapada and three daughters devahuti akuti and prasuti devahuti had married kardama and they got nine daughters and kapila now akuti and prasuti what happened to them akuti was married to prajapati ruchi uh, prajapati ruchi and they had uh, yajna and dakshina as son and daughter and because their supreme lord and his and the goddess of fortune they finally got married so like you say you cannot have yajna without dakshina but by the same token we should not have dakshina without yajna so uh, that is very important for us especially those who are sadhus should ensure 
that uh, they do not partake of any benefits from householders unless uh, they rendered some service to them in the form of krishna katha in terms of the way uh, so then we have prasuti the third daughter prasuti married daksha daksha was a progenitor um, prajapati so they got 16 daughters um, that is uh, daksha and uh, prasuti they got 16 daughters 13 of them were married to dharma one daughter was married to the pitrus and one daughter was married to agni so that is uh, uh, 13 plus 2 14 the 16th one was married to lord shiva and here uh, maitreya tells vidura that uh, due to unfortunate circumstances due to conflict between her husband shiva and uh, daksha um she had to she did not have any children because she had to leave her body prematurely so this way maitreya described the lineage of uh, manu's daughters and then immediately vidura got inquisitive so how did uh, sati pre, how sati's premature death happen and he inquired about the reason uh, for the conflict between shiva and daksha how did the conflict happen now some acharyas uh, mention about a pastime of uh, lord ramachandra looking for mother sita in the forest and sati and uh, lord shiva were passing by there they were basking in the natural beauty of there and then uh, lord shiva pointed to lord ramachandra desperately desolately looking for his wife in lamentation after ravana had abducted her and lord shiva sort of out of ecstasy offered obeisances to lord ramachandra also so mother sati was curious so why are you doing this i mean he seems to be lamenting like an ordinary person so then lord shiva said if you really want to know who it is you can just test him so then it is said that mother sati went in the form of mother sita and stood before lord ramachandra and lord ramachandra immediately said oh uh, obeisances to you where is lord shiva immediately asked her. so then sati revealed her true form and obviously she could understand the who was lord ramachandra was none other than the total expansion purnavatara of the lord vishnu himself so um samajaris say that her premature death that happened was a result of this offense to the supreme lord now we need to confirm that with all gaudiya acharyas we'll have to just see it. Uh, rahul you can just uh, look it up what is the reference to this story uh, from scripture and give the reference if you can yeah lecture by my shiksha guru his name is bhakti dev damodar maharaj remember the full details but whatever details i could find are all mayavadi you can find out if there is anything uh, i'll also check uh, just send me a reminder i'll probably check uh, sarata darshan also vishnu chakravarti okay prabhu uh, since it is narrated by an exalted vaishnava we know it is bona fide we just had to confirm the reference so then vidra asked maitreya how did this whole thing happen and so this uh, story of uh, daksha and lord shiva their conflict that came up so uh, 
Dwaran Dishnandu talks about this whole section as fall down by false pride. He's, he's calling it fall down by false pride because Daksha was puffed up. Like he keeps saying, even after initiation, sometimes we uh, become puffed up Das and falsi go Devidasi, as a proper disciple once remarked. So, exalted situation in life, whether it's spiritual or otherwise, should not bring about pride, it should bring about humility. If you're a spiritualist and you're genuinely progressing, in any case, you will feel humble because you will see the Lord's hand. If you're a materialist, all the more reason we have to be careful. Because even materialists have this saying that pride goeth before a fall. So then uh, the story goes like this, that once all the demigods and all the sages and everyone uh, and the fire gods, they, they all got together for a great uh, sacrifice. It was a thousand year sacrifice. Uh, all the leaders of the universe were called with a thousand year sacrifice and that united everybody. Daksha Prajapati also came. It is mentioned the Dakshyam Kudumba Baranam, one who, by mistake, they say that somebody manages his family, who handles his family nicely and is an expert. He is considered a very important man in Kali Yuga. I think Prabhupada mentions elsewhere that Daksha, the word Daksha means expert. One of the Chinese qualities of Vaishnava is also Daksha. But here Daksha means expert in uh, uh, being a progenitor, progenitor, expert in uh, uh, procreating children. So it's something like that. So in the material world, that's considered a big success, big capability. So obviously, uh, and Daksha entered, Daksha was a very effulgent person because he's empowered by Lord Brahma. Please remember, he's Brahma's son. The moment he entered the fire sacrifice, everybody got up and you know, they offered or salutations to him. Except Brahma and Shiva who sat. Brahma because he's his father and so Daksha offered obeisance to him. Uh, Shiva evidently because he was ecstatically in meditation of the Supreme Lord, he didn't feel the need to get up. He was probably not even aware of what is happening around him. The time when Daksha came in, Daksha saw him and then um, by relationship, Daksha's daughter is married to Lord Shiva. So he assumes that father-in-law is a more superior position without considering the fact that uh, Lord Shiva is a great personality. So, because he saw when, she, when he saw that Shiva was not offering obeisances to him, he was really enraged. And it is mentioned that uh, devotees uh, have to be, uh, if you see the qualities of a devotee or what are the elements of knowledge that are mentioned in Bhagavad Gita 13 chapter 8 to 12 verses, the first two are humility and pridelessness. Amanitvam and Adamvitvam. Vikas uh, Prabhu. Uh, are you there? Yes, Prabhu. Yeah, you, you pick up Bhagavad Gita 13 chapter, verse number 8 to 12 and uh, post the from the the description of humility and pridelessness. Humility and pridelessness. pridelessness. Their effect is the same, but they are described uh, in the 13th chapter was Amanitvam and Adambatvam. Okay, Prabhuji. 13, 8 to 12. You can post those. Uh, the descriptions that Prabhupada provides in the purports uh, to humility and pridelessness. And if they are okay, whether they are different, but um, you can post that. It is something like the uh, humility means not to have the anxiety of uh, 
expecting honor from uh, others or something like that to be not having the anxiety of expecting honor or respect from others something like that so he's given an entire paragraph here yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about that so you can post that okay uh, uh, so sri chaitanya mahaprabhu talked about how ிசைர் So Daksha thought that he was disrespected and so he got uh, enraged and under the pretext of speaking about good manners and culture uh, and the culture of respect very interesting he's talking about the culture of respect but disrespecting someone so that's a very irony of it and he is uh, he's it is he is practically envious of lord shiva and it, it took on it's mentioned here it took on heavy very uh, very sharp words and then he criticized lord shiva he said this shiva is a shameless and proud fellow very ironical that taksha is speaking like this and is calling somebody else proud and he is saying that he married my daughter and thus he accepted me that is daksha as a in the uh, uh, he accepted that he was a subordinate to me so now yet he doesn't offer me respects due respect and then he goes on to insult him he's impure he's unclean he's homeless he's mad and masters of uh, ghosts in ignorance bhuta ganas as they say so he said all these things and gorang darshan babu beautifully says that vaishnava culture teaches us not to expect respect for oneself um but then you know proud and envious people they desire and demand respect and worship for themselves although they do not offer it to others what is it in conventional you say give respect take respect something you say it's like that um whether you take respect or not you should definitely give respect so then uh so far is fine but out of deep envy deep rooted envy daksha went on to curse shiva just imagine so just small thing and he went on to curse shiva he said may this shiva not have a share in the sacrificial oblations then daksha then angrily left the arena so many people were trying to stop him from the assembly in the assembly from leaving but he never bothered he just left and the uh, gorang vishnubhura says anger makes one forgetful foolish and disrespectful one who can control anger saves oneself from undue anxieties kamesha krodesha rajoguna samadbhava mahasano mahapapa vidyanamiha vairina dizzy lust and anger which is coming out of mode of um, passion that cause one to commit activities that are sinful and offensive against their own desire अत कैन प्रयम पापम चरति पुरुषः अनिश्चन अपि वार्षणीय बलादिवनियोजिता ऑल द वी डोंट वांट टू बट स्टिल वी कमिट नॉट वांट टू कमिट सिंपल एक्टिविटी स्टिल वी कमिट सिंपल एक्टिविटीज सो व्हाई डज इट हैपन अर्जुन आस एंड कृष्णा सेज बिकॉज़ ऑफ 
lust and anger that is rooted in uh, mode of passion that people do this. And uh, so this morning, His Holiness Gopal Krishna Swamiraj was mentioning in his lecture that we could take sankalpas in Karthik that we will not find faults with anybody. In Karthik, whatever you do, it, it, the positive side of it grows million times. There's a lot of benefits. It's like a discount sale. So the month of Karthik has started. All of us must have some kind of these behavioral norms also in pride. No prajalpa, zero prajalpa we should try to do. Try to avoid uh, finding fault with others, like Baksha was doing. So this will save us from undue anxieties. And then the moment Daksha cursed Shiva, Nandishwara, who is the eternal uh, vehicle, devout servant of uh, Lord Shiva and his vehicle, uh, he became infuriated at Daksha. So he counter-cursed uh, Daksha and all the Brahman supporters who, who tolerated this impudent behavior. He said, let Daksha have the head of a goat shortly. And all his followers, they may they continue in samsara. Remaining attached to material activities, so the so-called Jat Brahmana. So then Sage Brugu became enraged at Nandishwara. So he cursed in retaliation. So let the followers of Lord Shiva become atheists or Pashandis. Uh, he says that they let them be diverted from scriptural injunctions. Let them partake of flesh and uh, let them be addicted to wine and uh, take the shelter of unauthorized and heretical views. So that's why you see all kinds of Shiva followers that do all kinds of things like smoking bhang and all that. So seeing this atmosphere surcharged with intense vibrations of anger, Lord Shiva thought that the best thing would be if he leaves that place, things would be easier. So he said, he said this, this is a harmless way of stopping this cursing and counter-cursing. So he left arena. So the sacrifice went on without Daksha and uh, Shiva, and uh, they performed a thousand year sacrifice to please Lord Hari. So then, uh, but great souls, they are tolerant even in provoking situations. Normally, pride, envy, and resultant anger make one blaspheme and often exalted personalities. That is what is mentioned here. You can you can easily offend an exalted personality out of pride, envy, and resultant anger. But great souls exemplify the quality of tolerance, even in provoking situations. Can you think of any other example of pride, envy, and resulting anger, blaspheming an exalted personality? Uh, Prabhuji, Amrish Maharaj, uh, Durvasha's very good example. You also have uh, uh, other cases. Which other cases? Uh, Shishupal. Yeah, Shishupal and Lord Krishna. That is again. Uh, uh, which other example? Hare Krishna Prabhuji, I read Garuda being cursed by a Rishi not to enter Yamuna, waters of Yamuna. Shaubari, Shaubari Muni. Shaubari Muni. Correct. Very good example. Uh, and uh, Roma Harshna Sutta offending Lord Balram. So, uh, of course, it was pride, it was not so much anger. But then uh, the tensions continued. It is not like all this cursing, cursing happened, everything is over. So, he continued. 
Rahul was uh, who was that who spoke last? Uh, Ritika Prabhu ji. That sounded like her. Is she with you or some other place? A little far, Prabhu ji. <laughs> oh, sir, you are using different uh, instruments, huh? Eh? Same instrument, but she was speaking from little far distance, Prabhu ji. Oh, I think she was not sitting here, Prabhu ji. Yeah. It sounded weird. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the, their uh, hostilities, as they say, they continue. No, no, I believe you. <laughs> I believe you. Don't have to mark her attendance. It's fine. <laughs> I thought she was coming there. There's no not required. She can be where she is. Thane stitam shruti gadan tanavan manomir. Yes, Rohit. She is coming, Rohit. <laughs> no, as long as people are not sleeping, I have no problem. Uh, did I tell you people that uh, once in a Bhakti Shastri class or Bahadur Gada, I was so tired that I nearly dozed off. I was conducting the class. <laughs> it was an online class. Uh, hopefully they will never invite me again. Somehow woke up just in the nick of time. So then, uh, yeah, so then Daksha and Shiva continued to be hostile with each other. In that sense, not that Shiva was bothered, but there were, there was no truce sign. There was no peace treaty. Then Daksha performed another great sacrifice. And uh, they say in English, let bygones be bygones. But uh, Daksha didn't think so. So this time he organized a sacrifice and he did not invite Lord Shiva. So then Mother Sati saw hundreds of denizens, heavenly denizens going by airplanes about her. They were buzzing past all the airplanes. So he's wondering what's happening. And uh, then uh, she understood that uh, they were all ornamented, all well dressed up and they say in English, Sati was all dressed up and nowhere to go. So then uh, Sati uh, asked Lord Shiva and, and implored, many people are going for your father-in-law's sacrifice. You know? So I also want to go and see my mother, sisters, etc. Aunts and other relatives. Please be kind and allow me to go. So Lord Shiva, obviously, he could see things beyond time. So he, want, he chose to advise his wife. Uh, he, he told her that, you know, there's great harm if she goes goes for this event. So he told her that, see, one can go to a relative's house, even uninvited, but not if the host is a fault finder. Lord Shiva was saying. One can go to a relative's house, even uninvited, but not if the host is a fault finder. And then Lord Shiva says, the six good qualities, knowledge, austerity, wealth, beauty, youth, and heritage become false in a proud person who cannot see good in others. You may be the favorite daughter of uh, Daksha, but he will not respect you because of your connection with me. So if you neglect my words in future, it will uh, not be good for you. It will cause humiliation. And humiliation by your relative is equal to death, Lord Shiva was telling Mother Sati. So Sati was afraid and uh, she was upset. She was oscillating between father and uh, husband. Emotions of anger and lamentation intelligence was bewildered so she finally decided i will go she decided to go to her father's sacrifice and uh, 
then uh, here gorang darshan prabhu says interestingly that due to undue material attachments one even becomes disobedient to mature and well wishing superiors inviting one's own disgrace and destruction so we have to be very careful because of our material attachments we may not result, uh, listen to uh, wise advice by those who are spiritually elevated and superior to us in krishna consciousness also so that will lead us to destruction so we may think we may have all the answers we got it all covered but that's not true we have to understand the intention of our superiors and how they're well wishing in us uh so then uh obviously shiva's mind was known to his followers so when sati when they took her in a procession on a palanquin or something uh they took her in a procession there sati received what was like a cold reception except her mother and sisters nobody welcomed her warmly so daksha clearly snubbed her and uh, nobody really welcomed her other than uh, her mother and uh, relatives so there was no seat of honor for his lord shiva no oblations were offered to lord shiva so then you know sati was furious you know, furious and she angrily looked at daksha and uh, when she was fuming with anger lord shiva's uh, ganas they were about to kill daksha but she stopped them then sati condemned daksha this is how she condemned sadhus like lord shiva find no faults but they magnify even the smallest good they see in others but envious people like you simply find faults even in great souls and dare criticize them i shall no longer maintain this body i have received from you who have blasphemed shiva prema vinodini matadi can you post the exact uh, shloka and the translation from bhagavatam ha ah, yes prabhu ji this yeah. part uh, when mother sati curses uh, or or she chastises her father that part i think it is coming uh, okay okay it is fourth canto ha ah, yes prabhu so, so then she sat down on a in a yogic position she sarana the sacrificial arena she meditated on the lotus feet of lord shiva and uh, she with her body in a blazing fire some people give wrongly this information that she jumped into the sacrifice uh, sacrificial fire that is wrong bhagavatam doesn't say like that so then a tumultuous roar and then it reverberated across the universe then shiva's uh, followers prepared to Uh, attack uh, and kill daksha then bhrugu created some other beings called ribhus some entities and uh, they made shiva's followers get scattered so gorang darshan prabhu says that false ego makes one so hard hearted that one gives up affection for near and dear ones becoming indifferent to even their death uh can anyone come up with examples of this other than daksha somebody so hard hearted that family also somebody dies it will make a difference prabhu ji hiranakshipu 
Yeah, he was about to kill Pralad Maharaj. Very good. But he was personally killing. Um, it's a good example. About uh, Prabhuji comes. Prabhuji huh? comes. Kamsa. Again, he was personally killing the demons. Yeah, but yeah, that is true that uh, uh, it's interesting that he never tried to kill Devaki and Vasudeva after that first thing. He respected them. You know, affectionate towards them. Ravan Prabhuji. Huh? Ravan. Ravan. Yes. Uh, death did he not bother about? His son. He was obviously upset, no? This is one give up affection for near and dear ones. Even that death doesn't affect. But, but his affection was to utilize them for his own purpose, not exactly a true affection, Roji. He, he tried to avenge his son's death. <laughs> the point is that he didn't give up his affection. Yes. It's not like Ravana was a, in any case, a demon is a demon. That is fine. Raksha is not demon. We can say about Dhritarashtra, uh, his feelings for Pandavas. Yes, that's pretty close. Yeah, absolutely right. Dhritarashtra is a good example because uh, he's so hard-hearted. Of course, it comes out of his desire for uh, uh, the kingdom. Becoming indifferent to even that death. In one sense, even Kaiki, uh, uh, that of course, Sri Vaishnava say that it is all she was an instrument in the plan of the Lord to ensure that Lord Ramachandra and Mother Sita would actually spend some time uh, in uh, association of Vaishnavas and sages and in the, in the nice environs of the forest. She was an instrument deliberately for that. But apart from that, the fact was that uh, 14 years without any royal uh, possessions in the forest for a young couple would be as good as death. Those days there were Rakshasas roaming around in forest and everything. It was pretty hard hearted in that sense. Yes, Mantri. Can you say Ashwatthama? Ashwatthama, oh yeah, very good. Excellent, excellent example. Thank you. Excellent example because um, clearly Arjuna was his friend in one sense. The Pandavas were friends. And Ashwatthama is a fiery warrior. So um, he became so cold that his five sons of Pandavas, the way he killed them, yeah, but then again, you know, many of these examples are when they themselves killing. I wanted some example like Daksha. And even Kaikeyi's, for example, is a roundabout example. She didn't really want them killed. She just wanted them out of the way. Shakuni. Again, they're all coming up with villainous characters. Daksha was not a villain. I'm, I'm, I want us to explore what, what else could be. 
maybe suruchi for some reason she practically tells dhruva that you can sit on uttanapada's lap only if you are born in my womb in other words better die pray to the lord and be born as my son but then she is also not the acharya says meaning you better die like that but it doesn't really she doesn't really want his death so i don't know let's think about it if anybody can come up with some examples please post it then uh, narad muni came to know of satish uh, satish death and therefore she he went and informed lord shiva then shiva became distraught and said and he plucked out a hair from his jatha he threw it on the ground and uh, a fearful black demon like called virabhadra he appeared virabhadra was huge like you know there is a copper head and fiery eyes and, uh, as tall as the clouds and all that stuff so then shiva ordered him to kill daksha and uh, along with all his soldiers virabhadra hurriedly went to um, daksha's uh, sacrifice uh to avenge uh, the insulting behavior of many of the those present there he he tore off the mustache of bhrugu then he plucked out the eyes of bhaga and he knocked out the teeth of pusha so rishma uh, mata you can post uh, uh, what is the outcome of this you know virabhadra's uh, punishments to these people what was the outcome so these are all demigods and rishis so it is mentioned there very clearly okay so then you know uh, pusha would uh, eat through his disciples how uh, to something like all those things are mentioned okay and finally virabhadra cut off daksha's head and threw it into the sacrificial fire then he set fire to the whole arena and then left for mount kailas so uh gorang krishna prabhu says that an exalted devotee is meant to be loved and respected offending such a devotee has severe ramifications uh bruised and fearful the priests and the demigods approached brahma then they told him what happened then of course brahma told them that your behavior has been wrong to lord shiva so then he took all of them to kailasa to pacify him lord shiva was already cool he was tranquil sitting under a tree on a kusha mat speaking about absolute truth to the four kumaras narada and kubera kubera was a great devotee of lord shiva so he was speaking about uh, absolute truth to them he looked he appeared grave and he seemed to have given up all anger so when when he saw brahma lord shiva stood up and he offered him his respects by bowing down at his feet then uh, brahma was the gorangdeshan prabhu uses the phrase judicious brahma meaning brahma knew he was discriminating he knew how to talk and how not to he praised the exalted position of lord shiva in various ways then he petitioned oh lord please spare this sinful daksha uh you know such people are they are so crazy they are mad they have killed their own providence because of uh, uh their words used here a mean mindedness envy and for causing distress to others appearing words like in shishupala's case it was mentioned that he 
he had already uh, lost all his uh, good fortune. Uh, in fact, Bhagavatam frequently talks about people like this, how people lose their good fortune by insulting and criticizing a devotee or a great personality. So what uh, Lord Brahma is saying is that you don't have to kill them. They're already killed by the view of the virtue of the way they behave with these great personalities, exalted personalities. They need not be killed again. They're already dead in that sense. So then let uh, Daksha, Daksha has been appointed in charge of religious sacrifices. And uh, so let him please get back his life. Uh, and uh, please revive the other people also. Lord, it just shows great position of Lord Shiva. He can do all that. Then he says, okay, also please take your share of the sacrifice and uh, let the sacrifice be completed. So then Shiva was very gentle. He smilingly said that uh, I did not mind their offenses. Uh, the punishment given to them was only meant for their correction. So then he decided to, he agreed to revive uh, Daksha, the head of a goat. And so Gaurang Prabhu says that it is the greatness of benevolent devotees to wholeheartedly forgive and favor even the most envious offenders. In fact, uh, like I keep saying, uh, quoting from first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhishmadev says that to overcome anger, forgive. This is something that we need to practice. We, uh, we should constantly forgive, learn to forgive. And uh, forgive not because we are great, forgive because we are small and therefore we cannot take offense. That's an understanding. Not that we are great and we are divine and we are holy and therefore we forgive. We forgive because we, our karma is so uh, uh, fallen and uh, condemnable that uh, it is by the mercy of Krishna that it got restricted to this extent through the agent of karma who could be somebody. So there's no point in uh, being upset with those people. There are agents of our karma and should, we should learn to forgive them. That's a practice we should do. And uh, so it's mentioned that uh, then all of them proceeded to the sacrificial arena. Daksha's body was joined to a goat, head of a goat, sacrificial goat. And uh, then uh, he was rehabilitated in that body. His soul came into that body. So then, you know, now Daksha saw Shiva. Uh, he became purified of all his hatred. His heart was heavy with emotions because he had remorse. He had pashatapa for the ill-fated death of his daughter, um, Sati. Then uh, he composed himself. He prayed to Lord uh, Shiva. Lord, he, he prayed to Lord Shiva very sincerely and then he admitted his mistake. He could now see Lord Shiva's punishment as a favor, favor for him because otherwise he'll end up going to hell for causing the death of his daughter. Then... Uh, of course, everything was settled now. So, Daksha started that sacrifice. And very shortly, Lord Vishnu appeared there in his eight-armed form. It's very rare. It's an eight-handed form. So, Harira, you can post the what was being carried in those eight arms. Yes, Prabhuji. Um, then... Uh, so therefore, everybody offered respects uh, to the Supreme Lord Vishnu. Vishnu then, he, he instructed Daksha. He says, I'm the original Supreme Lord, but for the purpose of creation, maintenance and uh, annihilation, I take the forms of Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva. Um, and therefore, there is no difference between Brahma, Shiva and myself. In, in fact, 
qualitatively speaking every living entity is not different from me rachinde veda veda so therefore one shall not differentiate or maintain a view independent of mine yomam pasyati sarvatra sarvamamai pasyati tasya aham na pranasyami sachamena pranasyati this shloka we studied recently uh swadhyay prabhu you can post this particular shloka and the translation yes prabhu ji thank you prabhu 6.330 or 40 which 6.30 that is that also you post i'm talking about this particular shloka bhagavatam prabhu ji ah lord shiva say lord vishnu saying that i am non different from all everyone okay prabhu is telling that to daksha okay prabhu is telling daksha so uh, it's mentioned that therefore gorang vishnu prabhu says every living being is qualitatively one with god although quantitatively is different and subordinate to him we are not god but we are of godly consciousness originally ityasita krishna brahm shadya kabanai shavanati shukta chitta karay udaya originally we are krishna consciousness dominant and consciousness of krishna is not different from krishna so uh, that sense qualitatively we are krishna uh, we are similar to krishna we are not krishna qualitatively we are similar to krishna acknowledging the spiritual nature of all beings and their eternal connection with god one should respect everyone befittingly sakali sammana parite shakati dehanata jata jata uh radhana mata ji you can post this bhajan gurudev kripa bindu diya with the meanings Oh. and uh, highlight that part if you can sakali samman karite shakati okay so uh, sati was reborn as parvati to menaka and uh, himalaya she again married lord shiva her eternal consort so then maitreya concluded this narration anyone who hears and narrates his past time with devotion will be rid of all sins devdasi mata ji are you there hare krishna prabhu ji can you post the shruti phal of this uh, whole yes, whole part of shiva dakshina please post able to hear everyone will be a good shloka with translation okay so uh, today we'll conclude with this part next week we'll study about uh, dhruv maharaj the story of a determined prince we'll complete dhruv maharaj then we'll take up vena and prathu afterwards then uh, the prachetas and prachina bhagi so in another 3 weeks or so we'll complete uh, fourth canto overview but i guess next sunday we'll have uh,
the Java workshop. So we'll have Bhagavad Prabhu on Saturday. Evening, Prabhuji. You are saying evening. I'm not saying <laughs> because it's working there, Prabhuji. Instead yeah. of Bhagavad, we have Bhagavad Prabhu, Prabhuji, at least for one hour. Huh? Instead of Bhagavad Gita, instead of Bhagavad Gita, we'll have Bhagavad Prabhu for one hour on Saturday. In any case, it was meant to be Bhagavad Prabhu on Saturday. Yes, okay. It is not like we are changing it. it was, we were originally scheduling Japa workshop on Sunday and Bhagavad Prabhu on Saturday. Yes, Prabhu. Yes. The timing that is the point. Where we once we did Saturday afternoon. Um, so I'm not saying so. You can decide the time and let me know. Speak with others and confirm. Okay. Only one hour is fine. We may not have question answers. Too much time for question answers. That's only thing. And uh, tomorrow we are starting this uh, with this series on demands of Vrindavan Lila. Uh, for this one month for Karthik, we will try to cover that. Is that fine, Sachipriya Prabhu and others? Yes, Prabhuji. Very interesting that will be. Yeah. We can, prepare, we can start Gita again after Karthik. Sure, we, sure, Prabhuji. Auspicious to study about the Lord's Leelas. Yes, yes. Try to see some tattva and some tattva vichara and some lila vichara. And uh, I would prefer, therefore, an hour and a half. So, how you want to do it, all of you can decide. Maybe one option could be 545 to 715 if I'm able to manage. Okay, questions, comments? Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. Uh, Prabhuji, uh, about uh, the progeny of uh, Mother Anusya and Atri Muni, we have Dattariya, uh, the, the Soma and Durvasa. So Durvasa is Durvasa Muni, like... Yeah, yeah, same, same. 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 Okay. It's an expansion of Lord Shiva. Okay, Prabhuji. You get some small samples in his anger because of that. It's a great personality. Anybody who can travel to Vaikuntha cannot be ordinary. You know? The gopis, there is a pastime of the gopis and uh, Durvasa Muni crossing the river Yamuna. Yes. You know that, no? Yes. Yeah, yes, I, I remember Durvasa Muni said that Krishna is the greatest Brahmachari. Uh, he and uh, if he has uh, next was he was hungry and you know, he has not not eaten anything. <laughs> yes, yes. So who who said this? It sounded like Gauranga. Gauranga. Yes, Prabhuji. So why this is your homework? Look up the exact pastime and post it on the group. Okay. Okay, Prabhuji. Yeah. Give the exact reference, give the exact story. That'll be nice. Okay, what else? One, one question, Prabhuji. Yeah. Uh, Lord Shiva, why did he send Virabhadra to kill Daksha? He's a great Vaishnava and great personality. Why did he do that? Who? Lord Shiva's great personality or Daksha's great personality? Lord Shiva. 
that is what no lord shiva mentions that is why that part uh, i just say this thing uh, pick up fourth canto that particular part hang on i'll read it for you in chapter ಮಹಾದೇವೋಚನಾ since the head of daksha has already been burnt to ashes he will have the head of a goat the demigod known as bhaga will be able to see his share of sacrifice through the eyes of mitra as i told earlier demigod pusha will be able to chew only through the teeth of his disciples and if alone he will have to satisfy himself by eating dough made from chickpea flour but the demigods who have agreed to give my give me my share of the sacrifice will recover from all their injuries those who have had their arms cut off will have to work with the arms of ashwini kumara and those whose hands were cut off will have to do their work with the hands of pusha the priest will also have to act in that manner as for bhrigu he will have the beard from the goat's head so that's a whole series of things so uh, if the if lord shiva were not to do this all these people will have to suffer severe sinful reactions post their death like the uh, like proper talks about how the justice of uh, the court of justice it awards punishment to a wrong doer so that's the purpose so that they don't really suffer 
and uh, on evidence let me read what daksha says mentioned here that daksha uh, worship lord shiva with the share of the remnants of the yajna not a finishing that's all mentioned here to show you daksha's response also to it anyway i will find out if i have some sources i will give it to you but clearly the purpose was to correct them like lord shiva is himself saying the purpose was to correct them and uh, if you had not corrected them they would have received very very heavy punishment post their death there is one more part where the demigods they go to lord shiva That's the part where I read, I think. My dear Lord Shiva, I committed a great offence against you, but you are so kind that instead of withdrawing your mercy, you have done me a great favour by punishing me. You and Lord Vishnu never neglect even useless, unqualified brahmanas. Why then should you neglect me, who am engaged in performing sacrifices? My dear, great and powerful Lord Shiva, you were created first from the mouth of Lord Brahma in order to protect the brahmanas and pursuing education. Blah 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 blah. So. I do not know your full glories. For this reason, I threw arrows of sharp words at you in the open assembly. 
although you did not take them into account listen to this swadaya prabhu this is text 15 of chapter 7 i was going down to hell because of my disobedience to you please remember lord shiva is not an ordinary personality so any offense to lord shiva will uh, not go unpunished easily you are the most respectable personality but you took compassion upon me and saved me by awarding punishment i request that you be pleased by your own mercy since i cannot satisfy you by my works is that fine swadhya prabhu yes prabhu ji thank you prabhu yeah we have time for one more question actually hey krishna dhanvat pranam prabhu ji pranam yes sir Uh, uh, Prabhuji, how should we deal with the materialist people so that we attract them to Krishna consciousness and without compromising with our own principles, Prabhuji? There is no one formula, but one thing that uh, is very clear is that people prefer an ex- good example. People, why will people come into devotion service? And they should first see what's in it for me. Anything people would accept if they're a materialist, you look for what's in it for me. so uh, at a very basic level ensure that they get very tasty prasadam all the time um and uh, give them music in the form of kirtans soothing for the mind of the jate samay sun lo don't uh, be in your face with regard to krishna but just look at peace of mind and bridge preaching is an opportunity don't directly have to say peace of mind and happiness and those kind of things now above all this is setting a perfect example when they see that you are performing krishna consciousness and your behavior is perfect then they will feel motivated to take up krishna consciousness otherwise if you are also getting chitchida and you are also getting upset with them or anything stuff like that so people may not easily take it up so if you see even devotees uh i don't know probably uh, swadhya prabhu i think when you guys were already in devotional life i think there you rasikeshan all that i used to shout at you but the newcomers i would be very nice to them no <laughs> yes prabhu <laughs> it's, it's a bit like that <laughs> that we are set a those with those who have a relationship you can um you can chastise them correct them etc those who are especially newcomers materialists don't try to correct them so they think that the notions of life are perfect uh, try to just set a good example like prabhupad dealt with the hippies he never gave them the regulative principles or anything he just made them chant hari krishna take krishna prasadam prabhupad used to wait at the end of the queue when they had rushed to the bathroom it was like that after the first diksha ceremony it was prabhupad who cleaned up not the disciples so Bhaktisiddhan Maharaj says, and Bhaktapad confirms that it takes gallons of blood to make one devotee. So it is not easy. It will not be on a platter. We have to work hard. We have to be. There has to be lots of sacrifice. Personal sacrifice of personal time. Um, so I can see that. Uh, many of us we are grateful to our seniors because the fact that they spend time on our spiritual growth uh, you should be patient with them 
um, understanding that you're also a patient. You're also a patient, so you should be patient with them and uh, uh, answer their questions. Sometimes they may call you at midnight also. Of course, you can't get up. But in general, return calls immediately uh, at the earliest possible. Be pakka in communication. So meet your commitments. That is a that is a sign of integrity. So one of the things I keep begging for forgiveness from all of you is that uh, sometimes I take all of you granted. I uh, end up coming late for the class, many times canceling the class, etc. But somehow by Gornita's mercy, the class has gone on for five months. But the fact is, as a devotee, one should meet commitments. One should meet commitments. One should be willing to invest time in the other person. One should be self-sacrificing. Above all, one's principles or devotion should be very, very high. So they cannot find faults with us. And dharma stapana hetu shadur vevahar. Behavior should be to establish dharma. So it should be consistent. They ask you to wake up for Mangalarati and get up at 5.30, then it's not consistent. I myself get up at 5.30 and they tell you, come for Mangalarati. It's not logical. I should practice what I preach. I should walk the talk. Then I can preach to the materialists. Make sense? Thank you, Prabhuji. I gave you some 6-7 points. I gave you some 6-7 points. Why don't you capture them and yes. Why don't I capture them and post it? Not immediately, maybe a couple of days later. Yes, Ruji, I will post. And others can add. Yes. Yes, Madhu. Uh, the, the PDF, I mean, the word document of all the shlokas has been posted. Is it that the way you wanted it? Oh yeah, I, I thought you know, there was more coming, so that's yes, what. So, uh, they are preparing for Pika yeah. Mataji and it's a journey yeah, like fine. that. It, 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 nice, if you, can, uh, if you can give it the subject titles, that'll be nice. Like, you know, if it's something about humility, call it humility and under that post that particular shloka, bhajan or uh, response, like that. Okay. I mean, you can take your time out there. Finish it by end of Karthika, I'm okay. Yes, little, little, little by little you can do. Yes. Okay, so I guess uh, yeah, I had one more request. Because Prabhu, I have this uh, request for you. Yes, Prabhuji. Would you uh, every day post uh, what are the assignments that were given others. Uh, okay, Prabhuji. Because, you know, during the lecture, I say something. But then, you know, I don't even remember what all we have told and what all finally comes back. Okay, okay Prabhuji. And uh, I still owe explanations to a few people. I think Reshma Mataji had posted this 14 planetary systems. And I think we should just go ahead and post it, Mataji. Uh, Prabhu, that was a discussion basically. No? It was a presentation. Yeah, posted. Just posted. You've gone through it, Prabhu? Somewhat, not fully, but you just posted. I'll respond on it uh, uh, okay. as and when. Because you know, it should at least uh, 
Yes, sir. You have given the references, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Where did you take it from? Srimad Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam. Go on and post it. Okay, sir. जय श्री प्रभु की जय